Audio dope. I'm just saying, I make this in two days. It is ever dead. I do better win. I feel like the world against me and think I should never win. Can I stop it? Pocket profit every time I push a pin. But I do not push a pin. Fuck a pin and the pin that imprison all my kin. And my partners and my friends. Fuck the politicians that sponsor the prisons that they in. I got partners coming home from rocking 20 in the pen. Trying to make amends with baby mamas. Get to know they kids. And they cannot sell no marijuana. Law won't let them in. Man, them crackers let a nigga out with Will not let us in. It is evident I do better win. I feel like the world against me and think I should never win. Can I stop it? Pocket profit every time I push a pin. But I do not push a pin. Fuck a pin and the pin that imprison all my kin. And my partners and my friends. Fuck the politicians that sponsor the prisons that they in. That include the past, the former, current, and next president. You can quote it like I wrote it. Signature by Michael Wynn. Swear to God that I go hard and that's as hard as MC Wynn. I don't need a reverend. I will not show reverence. Auntie say I'm arrogant, I say I'm intelligent If God truly know my heart, then why would I bow to men? Now I only go to churches where they welcome worthless men Who had to get it out the mud and rise up out the set of me Catch me early like Sunday school, I'm as clean as my Sunday suit Pastor play you for food, me I just keep it cool You tell me trapping dirty, ask for my dirty money Talking wash away my sins like Jesus opened up Killer Mike, sir if I may, I would love to take this moment to just give you your moment, brother. This is your magnum opus. I hope that you know that. And I know that you had the fullest, the fullest intent and expectation that this will be received as such. I'm telling you, brother, the first moment I come across your music, pause as pause protected but you know just in case I first heard you on a guest verse it was on a song alongside Tip Harris y'all know him as T.I. yeah but it wasn't even his song yo nah nah listenership it was Bone Crusher's song outside the club. You know what I'm saying? When he was, Bone Crusher was a big old dude walking around like Rampage World Tour, just stepping on cars and shit in the video. Now, I want to say that T.I. came second. Also pause, just in case. You never know what you fuckos out there, but I think he was second. In the lineup, so to speak. T.I. popped up like, I ain't bad, just no kissing, no ass, or take shit. I'm a grown man, finding somebody to play with. You don't like me when you see me, bet, and I say shit. You feeling the rest. But then, <laughs> Killer Mike pops up. Now, this is the first time I had heard of my brother, okay? So many moons ago, lifetimes ago. Killer Mike. He pops up like, I got a high full fever. Call that bitch Benita, not the apple of any bum with a hollow. He seek a red cross, bitch niggas. Fuck the pint. She take blood by the leader. I'll never leave her. My vicious vision, that episode, that ass to God quicker. No matter your religion. You Muslim, Hebrew, or bro, you Muslim, Hebrew, or Christian? Seeing discriminative with punishments, you send them hissing? My gun's my favorite bitch. What? Killer Mike came on and he went ape shit. And from that moment on, listenership, I was an eternal supporter of the art that he crafts. He's just a craftsman, a master swordsman, so it was beautiful to see. Now, he funded this with all his money. Well, <laughs> as he would explain it, he and his wife's money. She's a superstar as well. I don't know exactly what she does or what her bag is, but she'd be in it. She'd be all up in that bag. You know what I mean? So out of an act of love and support for her king, that queen, uh, she was like, yo, I got you. You got to pay me back, though. He said, I got you, babe. I don't think he'll have an issue doing that whatsoever. 500K in, 
he's completely indie, which is another beautiful thing about this because the production value is so astronomically, exponentially high of the highest of caliber. Everybody who's anybody in Atlanta essentially is on this damn thing. The perfect playtime, the perfect features, you name it. But he was in his rarest of forms, Killer Mike. So I just wanted to dedicate the first few uh, moments of this here audio dope episode to you, my brother, and just say, you done did it. You done went on and did it, brother. You kept on keeping on. It's no Southern saying. I'm a Southern man. He's a Southern man. He understands fully. But um, they raised you right, brother. And you did right by the art. You did right by yourself. And you represent yourself and everything, every last one of your interests incredibly well, man. To that, I salute you. Truly. Truly. Truly a samurai. Truly a master swordsman, man. Like I'm telling you, like just, just getting strong. You know, like vampires do, like the strongest ones are old as fuck. Like they've been here the longest. You know what I'm saying? Inversely proportionate, right? Usually like humans, we get older, we get washed up by the, you know, the young cats, right? Allegedly. Um, but uh, <laughs> not vampires, not your killer mics out there. <laughs> no joke. No one wants that smoke. No one. They think one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times before they even call Mike to be like, yo, I want you on my track. Well, you better get in the gym than your damn self because it might be a long day at the office. Because I'm telling you, you better learn how to swim. If not, you're getting sunk on your own shit. Because Killer Mike ain't playing. Never has. He's never had a bad verse in his life. Oh my goodness. Y'all, so the name of the album is Michael, because Michael, Mr. Killer Mike, my word, album is on all DSPs, stores, Walmart, I don't know, go get that shit, and just enjoy it, playable from front to back, start to finish, just hit play, it don't matter where, just hit play, so much heart, so much soul, man, that southern shit too, man. What an epic creation that was. So refreshing to hear. Anyways, I got a quote for y'all, listenership. Well, I have some quotes for y'all. See, I've been really deep into, uh, damn, I did it again. Pause. Reading, there we go, recovery, Napoleon Hill. I think I've become a, uh, a big supporter of the way this esteemed author organizes words on the page. Ideas, thoughts, you name it. Here's a quote right here. Use it for whatever your purposes may be, listenership. Men are not merely paid for what they know, but with what they do with what they know. Meditate on that listenership. Meditate on that. Use that for whatever you intend for it to be used for. It's just a garden tool, one of many, I'm sure, in your Batman utility belt of things that you use to navigate yourself through life. It's trials, it's tribulations, it's obstacles, and it's challenges. Here's another one. Now, this one comes in the form of a poem. Some people say poem. Maybe they don't. I heard someone say this shit before. Maybe it's just them. Ha ha. Ha Back to it. By the way, this is being filmed before a live ostrich. Fans of uh, Family Guy would uh, get a chuckle uh, out of that one. Anyways, here's the poem. You ready? Jot it down. Actually, just be a captive audience. Listen. With your hearts. I bargained with life for a penny. And life would pay no more. However, I begged that evening when I counted my scanty store. Life is a just employer. He gives you what you ask. But once you have set the wages... Why, you must bear the task. 
I worked for a menial's hire only to learn this made listenership that any wage I had asked of life life would have willingly paid all credit due in my annotated bibliography to that their poem you know I'm gonna read the shit again let's run it back alright I bargained with life for a penny and life would pay no more however I begged that evening when I counted my scanty store life is a just employer he gives you what you ask but once you have set the wages why you must bear the task I worked for a menial's hire only to learn dismayed that any wage I had asked of life, life would have willingly paid. That is by one Jesse B. Rittenhouse. Shout out to you. Kind sir or ma'am, that name is unisex. So I'm not sure. It don't matter, yo. I think it I think it, I think it's a dude though. Anyways. Says life was a just employer. How do y'all feel about that? Cause I can see the logic in that. He gives you what you ask. Man. Similar to like, hey. If you think that you can or you can't, you're right. That's where I went with it. He gives you what you ask. I've had many experiences in life where this is really about self-evaluation, right? No one's going to pay you more or less than what you think that you're worth, right? And you kind of get out of this thing what you ask of it. Similarly to how, you know, kind of one of my mind states is like uh, you have to be willing to pay the price of admission for whatever it is that you're asking for it can be a small ask that's why I was amazed at this poem that I come across in this Napoleon Hill book because I was like whoa that sounds similar to the way that I approached things and something I had arrived at just by just observing and reflecting upon my life and life itself philosophically where it's like you know what People tend to be where they are based upon the things that they've expected of the life that they're living. How big listenership is your ask? How big is it? And it's okay if it's small. Not everybody wants every damn thing and not everything is for every damn body. You know what I mean? That's true. Some people are perfectly cool bagging groceries. We need them. That post office clerk, essential, necessary. You know what I mean? The truck driver transporting goods and services across state lines to get these goods to and fro. Cool. The Amazon delivery person, the fulfillment people, perfectly fine. That engineer, necessary. This is a community that we're talking about, right? So I thought about this quote. I was mad this poem I was just meditating on and I was like man this person they find themselves in a situation where there may be a dead end job or an occupation they can't stand and I think that they're starting to understand that they sold themselves short a menial's higher menial meaning man this is some basic bullshit that I done subjected myself to and I only have myself to blame because it's all that I expect. It's all I asked for. You know what I mean? Like some people didn't even set out to be a millionaire. They had a millionaire idea, don't have a millionaire's work ethic. So you don't land in that kind of situation. And it's not what they asked. They wanted something simpler. And that's okay too. That's just fine. Because not everyone's willing to pay the price of admission that it costs to get into that particular theme park. 
to have that kind of notoriety. Maybe they're private people and they'd rather have just their private little homestead, the little white picket fence, whatever their dream is for them. Maybe they achieved it early on, soon. High school sweetheart there, they're in the tuck, kids in the tuck, cool. Have a small swathe of land, that's fine. They don't need properties, they have property. That's all they ask for. And it didn't take a whole lot to acquire that. But they focused just enough to get that done. Mission accomplished. That's fine. But this was a cautionary tale. This poem was a cautionary tale to me. What I mean by that is, this person realized, you know what? All I had to do was ask for what it was that I wanted. All that I had to do was ask for what I truly desired. And that starts with a notion, an idea that's intangible, intrinsic, right? It's inside, it's within. But somehow, some way, you connect to this, this infinite intelligence, something that causes the universe and just the environment, everything in it, to collude in your external environment to make this shit possible. But it only became possible the moment you decided it was possible enough to ask for. And then that was justification machines. So I'm willing to do the work required of what it is that I asked for. And there becomes or begins the process of that manifestation. That could take some time. That's fine. You was willing to stake the time it took to come up with the result. Of that seed in your mind, that thought, that idea. And all you have to do now is nurture that. Till those lands, that soil. Water that seed. Watch it. Let it germinate. And those things branch off in other branches. Now you have a root system. A whole system of things. Branches going here and there. You've plied it with what? Wisdom, knowledge, information, data, nutrients, right? You have to aerate that soil. Give it room to breathe. Get out there. Get outside. Get some fresh air. It does wonders for the mind. Exercise. These things expand your capacity. Because one thing that you have to do is expand your capacity because if what you ask for shows up and you ain't ready, you can't properly receive it can you and I'm sure a lot of you will nod your heads right now like man that's a missed opportunity right but not if you don't have the eyes to see it the ears of the patience to sit there and listen to what could have been a gemstone or a treasure just for you because it's in root if you were the beacon, that antenna that put that signal out there into the world, it bounces back. It, it does come back, right? But not if you aren't a really good receiver. You know, like a satellite. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was just thinking about that. That this person, they worked for a menial's hire only to learn dismayed that any wage that they had asked for life or asked of life, life being a just employer, life would have willingly paid. How many of y'all out there, they ask what your salary requirements? A lot of people balk at that question. What are your salary requirements? That's what they literally mean. What do you require? But people want to be overly, uh, fuelly loyal before they even get the gig. They wrestle with that because they wrestle with what they're worth. They don't know. They never, never, they never took the inventory of self to arrive at some kind of valuation. It can be whatever you want. Just ask. I would venture to say that per whatever the uh, thing it was that you applied for, it's got to be within reason, right? They gave you a range of what they're willing to pay. You want a skirt. On the uh, outer periphery of that, right? Ask for a little bit more. End up at around that range, right? You don't want to ask for something astronomical. Something that's like, you know what? We can't even have a conversation. You won't even get this interview. You know what I'm saying? But you should be in or around a 
proper kind of valuation. And they know when someone is walking through their doors or they this person's resume comes across, like this person values themselves. They value their time. They value their skill set. They know when someone values themselves or not. They do. When you're him in your hall, when they go, what are your salary requirements? And you know, just fire out a number. An impressive one too. Now, I will say this. If you undercut yourself, if you're like, all right, salary range from 60 to 85 grand, and you're like, no, I'll do uh, 56 to try to be, uh, to try to acquiesce and be reasonable and overly agreeable. They don't respect that. People just don't respect that. Human beings do not respect that. Because you don't have enough respect for yourself and what your life requires, what possibly potentially your family requires to simply give them your salary requirements. And this just this isn't to be a careerbuilder.com about it. I'm just talking about concepts, self-concepts. You don't even have a self-concept. How can they trust or believe in someone who doesn't believe in themselves enough to just outwit it already? What's your number, dog? What would it take for you to sign on our team? Not just as the pawn, but like, what does your life require? What do you expect of us? Because we already have our expectations of you. What do you expect of us? Well, it begins with salary requirements. Fairness, of course, but what do you require? Because you're going to get what you ask for. If they gave you a range of 60 to 80 grand and you was like, yo, 56, oh shit, he just saved us potentially anywhere from 30 grand, 34 grand. Either way, a lot of money. But you sure, you certainly, you certainly could have pocketed some of that. Like like you could have been more than okay. You could have really been eating out there, not sweating, not wanting for nothing. Or at least start there. Imagine you just starting at where you evaluated yourself at. Like, imagine just starting there. And then from there, through your hard work, your smart work, I should say, and you just blowing them out of the water as far as mind-boggling expectations as to what your skill set truly is. Oh, my gosh. And you're just someone that someone would just love to smoke a dude or have a little beer with. I mean, man just a joy to be around man people want you to do well at that point so you started at this all right 60 to 85 you know what i'm asking 105 and just see where we end up all right cool 92 all right that's fair enough i'm starting there though now imagine the growth potential from there just i started at 92 they started at 60 as far as their range we ended up in 92 Plus benefits and all that beautiful shit. Man, from there, man, what after like a year review, a quarterly review? It's like, man, I'm blowing you out the water. Because that was only the beginning of me expanding my human potential. And that was only a slice or a sliver of cheesecake when it comes to what I'm truly capable of. And you truly will immediately feel the value. And this isn't even the, ah, man, don't sell yourself short, listenership. You know what I'm saying? That's why I gave y'all that one. Then here was another thing. Here was another uh, quote that I really dug. It was this one. It was something about human nature. It was, uh, we refuse to believe that which we do not understand. Facts. Yet we foolishly believe that our own limitations are the proper measure of limitation. (laughs) We refuse to believe that which we do not understand. We won't believe some shit we don't understand. Won't even look into it. Won't even investigate it, right? Yet we foolishly believe that our own limitations are the proper measure of limitation. No, that's just different for everybody. And just because you are a chicken shit or just because you feel like you fall short here or a lackluster there doesn't mean that that's what limitation is. No, that could just be mental and that can just be your limitation, something that you have imposed upon yourself. 
So maybe you should instead investigate yourself and see what you're truly capable of, if anything else. Because all of this is simply everything, your bed, the memory foam mattress, NASA, JPL, all of this shit, skyscrapers, that tall shit over in Dubai, all of that's just an idea. That's just a manifestation of an inkling of an idea. That was something that was intangible. But they put belief and faith behind that shit and then a little bit of work. And that shit manifested into something that's one of the wonders of the world. And we have a world of wonders, but it begins with wonder, right? Imagination. Not to be preachy, though, but you know what I'm saying? I feel like somebody out there could use that, right, listenership? Somebody could use that. Here was another one. If you think you are beaten, you are. If you think you dare not, you don't. If you like to win but don't think that you can, it is almost certain you won't. If you think you'll lose, you're lost. For out in the world we find... Success begins with a fellow's will. It's all in the state of mind. Listen to ship. If you think you're outclassed, you are. You've got to think high to rise. You've got to be sure of yourself before you could ever win a prize. Life's battles don't always go to the stronger or the faster man, but soon or late. The man who wins is the man who thinks that he can. Napoleon Hill's the shit, y'all. Dog. Had me going. Oh my goodness, he had me going. <laughs> and I was looking into this. I was um I was studying Henry Ford and just some old some old timey, old timey as uh Dale Carnegie and Henry Ford. This shit was funny. All right. So what I had discovered, listenership, is that there were some detractors to Henry Ford's Model T. Like they preferred the Tesla model. Why? <laughs> I'm kidding. Different timeline. Same haters. Different timeline. Same bitch ass. You know what? It's the same person throughout all time, really. A hater's a hater's a hater. I don't care what era. They be on the same baby back bullshit. Anyhow, these detractors that I speak of, they thought that the Model T was ugly. Hideous. I was just like wondering what other cars were there of which to even compare this shit to. Listenership, like even if there was competition, that shit didn't matter. This wasn't the free enterprise as you knew it. This is like we were just getting around to interchangeable parts back when the Model T came about. Like because you still didn't really have choices. You had innovation, but you didn't have choices, options, different colors and shit. Like all of them automobile shits back then were horseless, horse-drawn carriages. Listenership. Like which vehicle, which vehicle would you have chosen in 1908? Since you got hella options. Like would you rather possess a machine with a 177 cubic inch, 2.9 liter, four-cylinder power plant that boasts a modest but shitting on y'all, 20 horsepower? That reaches breakneck speeds of 45 miles per hour without getting tired and having to take water breaks. Or your singular horsepower bullshit mobile with the Oregon Trail wagon wheels. Which one? Listenership. Since you think you got options in 1908. People died of dysentery and consumption, man. Who's hating on this Model T? Isn't that when cars began? Who the hell is hating? It blew my mind. Yo. Like, 
ain't even got no tire. Your Oregon Trail wagon machine. You ain't even got no tires on that shit. Hit a rock and that shit splinters apart. You're done for that day. You're done for the. You you might be done. Period. Comanche territory, some shit. It's over. It's Red Dead Redemption too. The consequences are dire. So dire. You didn't get flat tires. You didn't get no fix of flat. It was over with. Your entire whip is firewood. How are you hating on Henry Ford's automobile? The word auto, operant term, dog, is automatic. It works. You go, 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 go. You pull the choke. It starts up. Can't start up no horse. He might not be feeling it that day. Gotta be kidding me. I, I couldn't imagine being Henry Ford. Somebody's like, you know what? I don't really like the color. I, I don't really like the look. I don't, is this the best? Shut your bitch ass up. That's me as a Henry Ford. Like, that's how, you know, assumed he probably sounded. Shut your bitch ass up. Shut your dumb ass up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I might have handled that shit if I was Henry Ford. Now, of course, he's like, I got the only automobile in existence. That was the shut your bitch ass up. So he handled it with class and dignity. You know what I'm saying? I just couldn't imagine that shit, man. Could not fathom it. Like, come on, dog. You would have to tie 20 horses together. And you can't do it. You can't. They would pull your whole shit apart. You too. You know what I'm saying? They would drag you straight down over the Grand Canyon and into the Rio Grande. You know what I'm saying? You sitting there screaming on the way down like your Sammy Sam. Oh, the root this tooth, this long ear, gluteness. Exactly, with your tight ass pants. Fuck out of here. Lost your fucking mind, dog. Oh, this is a... <laughs> man, alright. I don't know if any of you out there in the world, listenership, uh, if you watch fighting or combat sports at all, but there's this thing that um, it doesn't bother me, but they could really do without it. Maybe someone, one of you can relate to this shit out there. All right, here it is. I don't know if you noticed, but tough guy, if they start talking about how tough a motherfucker is, he's getting the brakes beat off his ass. He's getting the shit beat out of him. If all you got to talk about, like you ain't talking about his mastery of techniques, his martial arts prowess or any of that shit. If you are talking about how tough he is. How much damage he can endure, how you can't believe that he took that many punches to the snaz for 25 Earth minutes. He is getting his ass beat. And that ain't a trophy you want to take home. That is some participation trophy generation type skullduggery and tomfoolery listenership. Shut the fuck up commentators about how tough a guy is. Now, I will say if there ain't nothing else to be said about that guy, you got to have some balance, right? You can't just talk about how great this dude is and how not great this guy is, which is what y'all doing. So to balance it out, you spend all of the time talking nothing about how great this guy is to make this guy look so not great. He's just tough. No, what I see here with my ojos, those are eyes in Spanish for y'all who are uninitiated, is I think the true tough guy is the tough guy beating the fuck out of the tough guy. He's the super tough guy. This guy's getting a fucking... uh. Bro, he's getting all of the Sonic the Hedgehog coins smacked out of his body right now. But he's the tough one because he ain't dead yet. You lost your fucking minds. That was a loaded question because I think we know the answer. You've lost your fucking minds. Tired of what? Look, and I have the utmost respect for what it's for what's required for a mixed martial artist or a fighter to even get in there. But with that being said, the fuck out of here with how tough he is because you're not doing him any favors. 
This is what y'all doing. You're gassing them up. People, they're, they're human beings. They're searching. Everyone's searching their entire life for identity, whatever it might be. A champion can just wrap his mind around that. And that's very suitable. It's healthy. It's conducive to health, well-being and financial gain and other various business endeavors brought about by being a champ and having that mindset. Very helpful. What ain't helpful is this guy. He's like, shit. 16 and 37 is his record. But hey, he's an action fighter. Hey, he's a he's a he's the people's fighter. He's the fighter's fighter. He's tough, though. There ain't no chin Olympics, dog. There ain't no ultimate chin championship. So you can't get a championship belt for having the greatest chin. And eventually that shit fails, too. Along with your body that's been beat beyond belief. You can't be the Lexus in the bonus round of Street Fighter 2 and win championships. The Ken or Ryu who beat the shit out of the Lexus in the bonus round of Street Fighter 2. They be winning the championships, but they never get the uh they never get the purple heart of toughness. No, that goes to the guy who gets his ass beat for a career. I've never understood it. They're both warriors, the tough ones, the guy who's getting fucked up the most. Shut your dumb ass up. Tired of that lazy ass analysis. No, instead, let's take a critical eye or look into, and you guys are fighters usually doing the commentary. How in the fuck this is happening this way? Where did it go wrong for this poor man? What could he do in the future to possibly improve? What you don't want to do is to adopt the identity of the tough guy who's tough because he gets fucked up the most oh he cuts easy oh yep it don't take long before he's completely covered in his own blood oh yeah he's everyone gets record breaking stats against this guy Never has a human being in this UFC match or in this entire history of this illustrious organization or in all the combat sports been punched in the face this much and stayed awake. He is so tough. I love this guy for his toughness. No, dog, because if he believes in that bullshit you talking about, he might not take a critical look into how the fuck it always or customarily goes so fucking wrong to where they're always talking about how dope that guy is. But anyways, let's talk about how fucking tough this guy is for being able to take this guy's strongest fucking kicks to the melon and body shots to the kidney beans. It's crazy how able he is to get his ass whooped so much and stay awake and not quit. Now, I will say, if you're talking about his willpower, that's great. Yes, it's something special about somebody who can get fucked up and keep getting up. Fucked up and keep getting up and not lose heart. Keep trying. Keep trying shit and trying shit and that shit don't work. And then you keep trying shit and trying shit and that don't work either. And trying shit and then the fight's over. Then they get another fight. And they be trying shit and trying shit and that shit didn't work. Because they be doing the same shit. I am going to out-chin this guy. You can't unless you like wild E coyote, you get the fucking whiteboard out and a fucking dry erase marker and you start drawing some John Madden X's and O's trying to figure out how the fuck does it always happen this way? And they all talk about me the same way. I'm their favorite fighter because I get fucked up the best. Get that the fuck out of here, man. I don't understand. That's what it is. It's code for taking great ass whoopings. Like he's the best at taking ass whoopings. He is the greatest at getting his ass beat. The greatest of all time. Ain't no fucking ultimate chin championships, dog. Fuck out of here with that. Now he can get his ass beat in such a dynamic fashion. We know the code, y'all. Listen to shit. You're not in your head yet right now. You can relate to that shit. We know what that's code for. He, he, he just doesn't do so well. But what he does well at is getting fucked up in there professionally. I don't think that that's helpful. I don't. My thoughts and prayers. I hope that they go back to the drawing board and they see 
that that's not the identity to develop. But the will, keep that energy. The getting knocked down eight times, getting up nine, keep that energy, please. But add some add some skills. Iron out some wrinkles in your techniques and whatnot. Use some fucking head movement. Get off of the line of attack so your chin ain't always tested so much. You don't get trophies for that, dog. You just don't. You just don't. You spend all of your airtime deserving of the actual tough guy, the administerer of said ass whoopings. Maybe devote some time to the tough guy who out tough the tough guy. That's all I gotta say about that shit, man. I again, I appreciate a fighter's will and all that shit. Cautionary tale received, lesson received, perseverance received. But don't let that become your identity, my brother. You don't want to be that. Now, having some respect is better than having none. Man, have some self-respect. You need some brain cells left, you know, of which and by, you know, you want to, because you're going to have to get the fucking work after this. If your career is getting your ass whooped, you're going to have to go back to work. You didn't get no championship like that. So you're going to need some brain cells by which to sell insurance. Or to go back to, you know, Everest University or Phoenix Online. Like, you're going to have to have some brain cells left. You know what I'm saying? So get the fuck out the way. Get out of your own way, man. Ain't no ultimate chin championships. Ain't no such league. All right? All right. I saw a quote, too, um... It said this. <laughs> I saw a quote. Well, it was on the front of a building, a storefront. Like this was the store's name and shit. They be doing too much in LA. Way too fucking much. It said this. If you understand ellipses, ellipses is dot 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 to those who are uninitiated. If you don't understand dot dot dot, teach. Let me stop you there. Sole proprietor of stupid business. Listen, man. If you understand teach, see, as as a martial artist, this is one thing that I've learned, and this is one thing that I've been taught. Uh, Sifu's really been instrumental in this education, obviously, because to level up, you get your ass whooped. <laughs> that's just how it works in Kung Fu you know what I'm saying yeah if you're getting better yeah you're getting your ass whooped better but you learn how to take ass whoopings better circling back around to that other point but you know what I do is I go back to the fucking drawing board I don't ever want to get my ass whooped the same way twice ever again right I might get my ass whooped differently but that means you're getting somewhere it's called progress <laughs> advancement you leveling up baby you know what I'm saying you, you know, you get your little victories in there, like uh, Final Fantasy. Da, 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 da. But don't rest on your fucking laurels, yo. That'll get your ass whooped, too. And that'll stifle and stymie your growth. Jot that down, listenership. But hey, here it is. If you understand, teach. Well, see, this is what I've learned about that. When you teach, and I'm sure you've heard or seen this quote somewhere before. If not, Welcome. When you teach, you learn twice. And I don't think a teacher is very effective if they think that they understand. Because what they're unable to do if they think that they understand some shit is have the open heart and mind and spirit of which to learn. I think that the teacher be the person doing the learning. Because there's this blank canvas upon which you paint. They're the empty steno pad upon which you jot down notes that you're learning through teaching. When you're teaching, you're discovering how much you don't know and how much you thought you understood. Listenership. Because I know that as I level up in Kung Fu and in martial arts. What I constantly discover is what I thought I knew but didn't quite understand. But when I have to teach something to someone else, I got to be on point. I got to be on my P's and Q's listenership. I got to know what the hell I'm doing. So what do I have to do? Shirk all of that advanced bullshit. All of those 
moves on my tech and tag tournament command list. No, the fundamentals, a jab, a cross, getting off of the line, head movement, breathing, knowing how to breathe, how to manage my energy systems. Don't spaz out. Be cool. Relaxation is everything. Don't panic. You can't think that way. Hey, and also, thinking is too fucking slow. You ain't got no time for thoughts. Not no fight. Let your body do that. Put your mind in your body. Your body's your mind. Put your mind exactly where you need to be. Feeling is way faster than thought. Don't believe your eyes. Because sometimes things are happening perceptually in a range you can't perceive. You can't quite see right there. Our eyes are here and here. Unless you're a fucking cyclops or something. Especially in Wing Chun range. It's right it's point blank. And we move too fast for you to be able to see everything. You got to feel. It's all about sensitivity. That's energy. You understand? You know what I mean? So... That if you understand, teach. No, dog, because that teacher, that's what their limitation is. They think that they know they can't possibly grow no more. When you think you know something, you stop fucking getting to know things. You stop learning. But I think that when you decide to teach or try and teach, I think that for the first time you've made a covenant with yourself to really, truly take seriously the apprenticeship of self-discovery and whatever chosen vocation, art, or craft that you decided to endeavor in, partake in. I think that when you teach, now you're starting to learn. I think that when you start to teach, now you're truly taking seriously the investigation of the fundamentals required to be a leader or to be someone worthy of teaching anything. I think that that's more so your investigative process. Now, the learner perceptions everything. They think that you know all of the shit. No. The whole time, like me, when I'm teaching shit, when Sifu's like, yo, go and teach them this. Show them how to do that. I'm like, oh shit. To me, teaching is a test. It's not their test of comprehension, it's mine. So to teach, I'm like, shit. Here's my test. <laughs> now they're like, ooh, ooh, all bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. Oh, how'd you do that? I'm over here like, I'm trying to figure out how I did that shit my damn self. Under the guise of teaching. You think you're being taught stuff. No, fam. You, the pupil, you're teaching me as I teach you things. That's a paradox, ain't it? That's how I see that. No, 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 no. I'm in white belt mode. I know my sash is my sash. My level is my level, allegedly. No, 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 no. I have the mindset of a white sash. Like, it's my first fucking day. So that I am open enough in spirit mind to learn from your attempt to learn what I'm trying to teach. Because I ain't got all this shit figured out. None of us do. Not even Sifu does. He says that shit all of the fucking time. He's like, no. Because his goal is to get me to a level that makes him have to expand his level and, and capacity. And that's what it means. Because that discovery never stops. You can always fall asleep at the fucking wheel. You know what I'm saying? And so... Uh, yeah, like that's what that kind of reminded me of. Kind of grinding the gear when I was like, if you understand, teach. I was like, no, you teach when you don't fucking understand or when you understand enough. See, here's the caveat here. Listenership. You got to understand enough to know. So you have to be. So this reminds me of the book of the five rings with Miyamoto Musashi. One of the levels of. um advancement or the level up right if you know we're speaking in video game rpg terms right is uh part of the level up is one 
unconscious um it's like an unconscious uh it's an unconscious level of you not being fucking good at it you don't know what you're doing and you're not aware of what you're not good at right another level is oh unconscious incompetency you trash at it and you don't know what you're trash at you just don't know anything whatsoever but you're a beautiful empty pitcher of Kool-Aid or lemonade ready to be filled with substance right then you got unconscious competency that's a level up but you don't know how you fucking got there so you've gotten physically better at the action or the motions or some of the martial arts you can do some of the moves but you don't know how in the fuck you got from point a to point b you don't know how you did it you have no idea so you don't have the eye so you don't have the sensitivity you don't have the energy understanding you don't have the eyes to perceive what the fuck just happened but you have muscle memory so you're able to execute some of these things but it might be just pure instinct at this point so you can't take a critical eye after you left and got your ass whooped eventually by seafood you you leave puzzled mentally exhausted because I'm telling you you're like you're playing chess with your body in martial arts especially kung fu I used to leave and I leave more mentally drained than physically I'm in I am um I'm in pretty superhuman condition in general. That's never what tires me out. It's my mind. Right? Now, you get in better mental shape as well when you start to be consciously aware of how to train. And one of his missions is to make you better at learning how to learn martial arts, learning how to learn Kung Fu, learning how to train properly so that you can get more out of, you guessed the listenership, your training itself. So you want to master your training so that you can get better at training so that you can get more out of the training so that you can level up more efficiently and effectively. That way you can, well, oh shit, that was wrong. Let me think about, oh, sh- I know exactly what I did wrong. But that's conscious. That's another level. Conscious competency. So you're more competent in the martial art or whatever it is your vocation is, whatever it is your pursuit is. And you're consciously aware of where, when, and slash, or how you fucked up. So now you're probably at a level to where you can teach, which really is you're at a level to where you're aware of how much you don't know so that you can get, you can accelerate the pace at which you learn and level up in your martial art or whatever the skill is, because you're aware of the intricacies And so you're aware of when you fuck up. So as I'm training or as you're training, you're aware, oh shit, yeah, that was wrong. That angle was off. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't being consciously aware. I wasn't in the zone then. I wasn't being sensitive and feeling. I was using too much strength. I don't need strength at all. Matter of fact, let me act like I have zero fucking strength at all. Wow, that changes the way I do everything because I can't rely on strength. And strength is something I naturally fucking have. Speed. Uh, explosiveness is something I naturally have so that was one of the first things the seafood was trying to beat the hell out of me no indictment but he wanted to make me understand that this you want to have as your trump card you should never have to need to use this shit ever but man if you combine your technical prowess and your understanding of peerless technique and sensitivity, just feel, just conscious competency, meaning doing everything that you want to do because you decided to do it because you chose to, completely, maximally relaxed, which makes you way quicker and faster than even the fast and quick that you are, beyond your attributes that you naturally have, imagine, you're not having to use it, but you just got it if you needed it. Imagine that. Imagine what kind of super saiyan you would be if you didn't have to lose your eyebrows going to level three and shit. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Black haired Goku still, but ultra instinct. Imagine. Listen to shit. Like, just imagine. That's the dream. It's like, man, I mean, 
Yeah, I'm stronger than everybody in here, but I don't need it. And there's always going to be someone stronger than you. Fine. I don't need it. And when I do decide to apply in a concentrated, powerful manner, it's power. And there's nothing you can fucking do about that. When I know what's happening to you and you don't even know what's happening to you or what's happening in fucking general. Because my mind is way beyond my body. You know what I'm saying? So that's what that stuff kind of reminded me of. If you understand, teach. I'm like, nah, see, that's when understanding begins because you are a pupil as well. But you're at a level to where you can understand the errors. You can understand uh, the errors of your ways by which to quickly and rapidly improve. You can really pivot and turn a corner in a critical and exponential way and grow when you're understanding your fuck ups. And you know what's funny? You're way more aware of how much more you be fucking up. So you kind of feel like you be fucking up all the time, which is true. That's one of the beauties about teaching. But I will never teach with the understanding that I understand some shit. White sash for life, baby. White sash for life. That's one of the first things the Sifu said. He's like, man, when I got my black sash, I was a white sash. <laughs> Again. And I didn't understand it when you told me. But I had an inkling. But you don't understand it until you get to a level to where you're like, when really when he has the confidence in you for you to go teach. But me, I perceive me teaching somebody some shit as me testing my comprehension of the matter at hand. Do I do I even understand what the fuck I'm talking about? That's me the whole time when I'm teaching some shit. Do I even understand what the fuck I'm doing? Do they see straight through this? Or are they like, he don't know what the fuck he's doing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But instead, I'm not worried about that part. I'm focusing on doing it as perfectly as I possibly can. Being easy on myself, but just harshly critical on what it is that I don't know and don't understand. Because me, I'm jotting down all the shit and the idiosyncrasies and inconsistencies of technique and this and that. Plus, they're doing some stuff and I'm watching them fuck up in front of me and I'm like, I could put myself right where they were and go, ooh, and I get new insights because I'm seeing it happen not from my own POV. I'm seeing it from the third person. I'm watching them fuck up toward me, if that makes any sense. So in that, I'm getting to see the technique executed from a unique angle. It's theirs, but it's from my POV. So I'm like, oh, that's what it looks like when you fuck up like that. Mm, okay. So then you got to retweak how, how you can teach it. Because really, if you can't explain it to someone who knows nothing, you don't really fucking know what you're doing. You don't know what you're talking about if you can't refine it to its simplest terms. That's what education is. That's what teaching is all about. So when I saw that fucking sign on the front of that stupid building in North Hollywood, if you understand, teach. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, by the way, we're coming up on an hour. It was just a series of teachable moments, things that were germinating in my mind's eye. And I just wanted to share with the listeners around the world. You know what I'm saying? Um, with that being said, oh my gosh, if y'all haven't played the Final Fantasy 16 demo, that Final Fantasy is going to be one for the ages. My favorite ones, real quick, Final Fantasy 7, Final Fantasy 8, which is criminally underrated. They only talk about 7 when 8 was just as incredible to me. More discs, too, by the way. Squall, Lionheart. Rhinoa, Selfie, we had Zell, we had Leviathan entering the chat, Ultimecia, Sorceress Edia. Come on, man. Come on, man. Balam Garden, beautiful soundtrack. Man, if y'all ain't played Final Fantasy 16, the demo, it drops uh, tomorrow night. I do believe that shit is legendary. It's going to be legendary, let me say. And uh, yeah, shout out to Square Enix. Mm. I cannot wait to see what this game is going to become, but I do believe it's going to be special. Final Fantasy X is up there too, if I had mentioned that one, as my absolute favorites. You know what I'm saying? Final Fantasy XII changed the game by which the fighting system is played. They had techniques and whatnot and 
arcane magic and all that shit, but wasn't one of the best. Seven, eight, ten, and quite potentially sixteen, because oh my gosh. Uh, let me stop there. Let me stop there, yo. And uh this is what we're gonna do. Shout out to Killer Mike again, shout out to everybody out there. Um, I am Rage Advice on all platforms, IG chiefly, Rage Advice. R-A-G-E Advice And if you know how to smash that shit together That is the uh, thingamajiggy By which to contact me Also Discord Audio Dope Discord is out I will put the uh, link in the The biography I'm sorry the show notes I'll put that shit right there And uh, we got a book club Channel We got the audio and the message People who like to talk shit And people who like to type shit we got an audio and a message only uh, channel for each channel. We got book club. We got the boom, boom room. We got the one for the music lovers. We got the ones for the book club. I think I mentioned that for the book, like the nerds who like to read books and book read. Oh, I got plenty in my audible. I'm working on that Napoleon Hill. I got, uh, let's see. I'm more than halfway done with, uh, the Immortality Key, which is fucking nuts, by the way. You know what I'm saying? But I'm also past, yeah, I'm about to knock out this. Uh, hopefully, I can knock the rest of uh, Napoleon Hill uh, out the fucking ballpark as well. I've been flying through these fucking books, yo. But yeah, without any further ado, let's see what we're going to do. Audio dope. We're out of here until the next one. Record numbers, by the way, listenership around the world. I love y'all so much. This podcast has never been more popular, I should say. It's going fucking nuts. Now I have y'all to think. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so sign up on Discord. That's where the community will live. Said they love me. I know it's so become I got above me. But damn, I'm feeling like Sam. Except my daddy ain't stuck up no video game. Things change for the good. He watched my back until the world started knowing my name. It should be in the Bible. Made a finger up to the people who don't like you. And no valid reason to say they never like you. We don't give a fuck, fam. So what we never like you niggas anyway. Pardon my wizard talk, but I'm elevated. No drink, no tree, and I'm levitated. I got my own empire. The baby I ain't taking care of nobody but my daughter and my mom. Place to go. Cause I need to build a travel log I travel while you jake niggas run the blog Now run along I got some shit that needs posting When I'm winning living life skipping grinning on them Oh hell king wizard in the fucking house Been chill for a minute quiet as a mouse Now I got the chills from me bishop when you see me round I be showing love, showing love, baby, dropping pound yeah. People talk shit about me Deep down in your name, right? When I walk in a room, they can't look in my eyes. When I walk in a room, they can't look in my eyes. People talk shit about me, and they know that I know they also know my name, right? When I walk in a room, they can't look in my eyes. Cause when I walk in a room, they can't look in my eyes. 
Shine 